Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to the show, Amy Weber Unleashed. I am here today with Vanessa Saros. How are you? I'm doing great. You're How so are you? You're so sweet to come and do my podcast. Of course. I don't know if people know much about Vanessa other than the fact that she's drop dead gorgeous in the best <laughs> shape you. ever, um, but really has a big part of, you know, the Sticky Paws family yeah. and bringing all of our podcasts together and, you know, making sure that we look our best and do our best. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank yeah. you for having me. I know. I come into the here. studio. I, I come in usually and I'll be like, wow, that's really cool. And people are like, Vanessa did that herself. <laughs> you know, it's, do you find that people, because people like underestimate me, I don't know if it's my size, because you and I, you're, yeah, they underestimate, it's either because I was a model or it's just like, that's all the lane that we're allowed to be in. Do you yeah. get underestimated a lot as well? Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm tiny like you. Yeah. I'm also very quiet generally. Okay. I'm, I don't speak very much yes. uh, unless you're in my closest circle. So I think people are surprised at like anything that they learn about me. They're like, oh, wow. Are you shy by nature? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And do people take that that they think you're a bitch because you're... Probably. I, get I don't that. know. <laughs> I, I got that so much that literally if someone starts a conversation with me, yeah. it used to be that I could then continue on with that conversation. But to actually initiate a conversation with a stranger was so hard for me. Yeah. I was I was painfully shy in middle school and high school. Really? Yeah, so bad. Why? Because you were little, or just I think that was definitely part of it. Yeah. Um, I just never felt like I really fit in. I didn't connect with people uh, yeah. my age. I think I've always kind of been an old soul. So yes. middle school and high school were hard. And I don't know if I if I was kind of judgy or felt like I just didn't want to deal with the drama. Right. I was just very very focused on school and you know. Always doing the right thing, and there were so many people just doing the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, and so I just kind of distanced myself, and maybe that was kind of bitchy in a way, but I just always kept to myself and reserved, and yeah, yeah. I know high school was an interesting, I guess, situation for me. I don't think I've ever really talked about my high school experience. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just growing up on a farm, you. K through 12 was in the same building. I mean, it wasn't like Little House on the Prairie, yeah. same building, but not <laughs> pretty like reminiscent of that. But um, I mean, I don't know. I would say that I went through a phase where um, I was, you know, cheerleading and, you know, I guess running with like sort of the popular crowd. And then they just got really annoying for me. I just, I don't know, they're <laughs> super fake. It was just really strange. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're these weird triangle friendships where one got left out and then... Mm -hmm boys came into the picture where you know I was dating someone that I didn't know someone else liked and then suddenly I'm like a oh my gosh it was just so much drama and I'm thinking I just want to get through this and get to college and get on with life like, that's how I felt the entire time I was just like I was just so focused, focused on getting out of here getting through this getting out of here and on to better things and yeah. it totally turned out that way. Did you, did you know what you wanted to do in school? I know I ask this of everyone because I have my kids and yeah. I'm trying to, did you have a plan what you wanted to? I did. It definitely didn't go that way. <laughs> what did you want to do? Um, so I was always very, very focused on school, like straight A's. I wanted to do everything right and be, you know, get ready and get into the best universities. And I wanted to go into the medical field. I don't know, looking back though, if that's what I really wanted or if that's what my parents wanted okay. for me. 
Yeah, that happens. Um, so I did really well in school. I graduated from UC San Diego, but when I was there, I pivoted and I actually studied anthropology. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's really interesting. Um, what were you going to, did you know what you wanted to do with it? I didn't, yeah. honestly. It just fascinated it's so you? It's hard when you're young. It's just fascinating and I wanted to make my parents proud and yeah. You know, it's just one of those kind of milestones that I have to achieve this no matter what I do with it. Yeah. It's going to make mom and dad happy. So, and I think I've always been about making them happy. A people pleaser? For sure. Oh my gosh. For I know. Sure. I'm too. getting better. Are you getting I'm better? Like, totally. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like we get so focused, right, on pleasing everyone else that we just get lost yeah. in all of that. And and then sometimes I think a lot of resentment can come up because of it. Because, sure. I mean, I know for me when I was going to school, for me, it wasn't, it was, it was pleasing my parents, but it also was just making sure I didn't like piss my dad off, you mm-hmm. know, just like don't do a single thing wrong. Don't come home right. with a B. I, I have never received a B mm-hmm. in my entire life. I know I say like when my kids were in, in public school and they were in a really fantastic blue ribbon school, <laughs> but there were still some little shits that were doing things that I just thought was super inappropriate. And I said to the principal... <laughs> I've actually never seen the inside of a principal's office until my children <laughs> attended school. And I'm actually, I'm here quite often. Um, oh so, yeah. That but was me too. Just like, perfect, I know, perfect, perfect student. Perfect. I wanted to be perfect daughter, perfect student, everything. And Do you have siblings? I do. I have a younger sister and an older brother. Are they the same as you? No. Um, I think we're all pretty different. Okay. I think my brother had the most pressure my parents aren't crazy, but they did have high expectations. My okay. dad was a, a professor. I think I told you yesterday. Oh, gosh. He's an art historian, and he takes it very yes, seriously. He's an academic. He's 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 amazing. Yes. He's one of the smartest, most knowledgeable, knowledgeable people I've ever met. Yes. My mom is a computer programmer. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's just and like they, it. you know, they really weren't that hard on us. Okay. But I think we internalized it. Like, we just had that expectation just to live assumed, up to yeah. what they were and what they wanted for us. Right. Um, and my brother was the oldest, so I think he got it early the brunt of it because the yeah. first child i think always gets yeah like the the word i know mm-hmm. i people say like oh you know you read all these books about children and then you just sort yeah. of throw the books at them <laughs> <you're> like, <laughs> which i never did people i've never been abusive toward my children but i think your first no. child you just don't know and you haven't experienced it so you're the most strict mm-hmm. right i know i have that with my sister even though she's my half sister i've known her my whole life as my sister and um, you know, she was always like, why does Amy get like the curfew was totally different. The yeah. expectation was different, even though for her, like she hated school. She barely, really? I mean, it was C's, D's and F's. She really struggled with school. She wanted nothing to do with school. And then she ended up sort of running with the potheads. And oh. so it's polar opposite of my kind of ex- experience. But, you know, then at the end, I mean, after the whole cheerleading thing, it was interesting. I don't think I've told this story. Um, I was such a goody goody, right? Yeah. I didn't do anything wrong. And everyone really saw me that way. And so I was kind of just trying to break out of that mold. And boy, did Rebel I ever. a little bit. Boy, did I ever. <laughs> yeah. So my parents went out of town. Of course they trusted me because mm-hmm. I never did anything wrong. And so um, I was literally, um, you know, captain of the varsity cheerleading squad and, you know, like on my way to probably being valedictorian. And I thought, well let's have a party right at the house and so flyers went around about this big party oh my gosh there were just there were people in my parents shower in the pool in the fountain out front I mean 
it was a debacle, really. Oh, and no. so I spent until probably like two, three in the morning scrubbing everything so that there would ne- not be a trace, right? I'm mowing the lawn like two in the morning <laughs> with a flashlight. I like I had like, you know what I mean? Like the thing you go, like the head flashlight when you go into a, um, a cave, like I'm mowing and weed eating and like just making sure I, everything. Is- I'm like that when I'm not going to get in trouble. Really? Even after my own birthday, I'm like cleaning oh up because I don't want to wake up to a mess because I'm crazy. Oh, I know. No, you're not crazy. You're just, I know I have it too. It's like a little OCD-ish, but type A personality, but. I was fine. My parents didn't find out. And literally like three weeks later, I get called into the cheerleading, um, you know, a woman that that basically took care of us. And Mm -hmm. she's like, you know, I see that you had a party and you have to understand that you're an example to this school and we hold you in a higher Mm -hmm. regard. And therefore, um, you know, you have to get punished. I'm like, oh shit, right? So, because my dad was such an abusive alcoholic, like, yeah. how what, how is this gonna play out? Um, I mean, at that point, I, I mean, I was old enough at that point, like whatever, 15, 16, that if he had gone to strike me, I was ready to basically like cut his throat. I mean, I just had oh got God. to this really bad place where I was really angry with him, but so I was scared of that. But more than anything, it was just they stripped me of my lettering like my my letter for my jacket but they didn't kick me off the squad because they needed me because i was the smallest (laughs) and i tumbled right and they needed me for the top of their stupid pyramids you know what i mean so (laughs) it's just like can't get rid of me so they demoted me and they stripped me so i couldn't get my varsity letter and then it just made me so mad and I just rebelled and I said, I right, forget you. Next year I went into the work program, quit cheerleading and then hung out with the potheads. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> came full circle. Oh, God. I mean, I didn't really smoke. I mean, I probably like what, what Bill Clinton, I didn't inhale, <laughs> but, like, yeah, like just held it to be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's interesting to me because I was so shy. Like yeah. people just thought, you're such a bitch like that you don't talk to people, but it's like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't, I didn't know how to, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it was just lack of self-esteem or sometimes I just don't have anything to say. It's a bunch of people just talking random. nonsense, random. So you feel like if you don't have anything to contribute, if, what, what's yeah, the point? If I don't have anything, have anything valuable to contribute right. then I stay quiet. And yeah. I think that's just kind of, I don't know, as a result of school of like, if I don't have anything right interesting to say, then I don't say anything anything. at all. (laughs) I don't know. That's so, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Okay. So anthropology. So then, um, you ended up, (laughs) do you, do you want to talk about any part of life where you ended up? How did you end up in Vegas? I ended up in Vegas because I went to school at UC San Diego. Okay. San Diego is extremely expensive. So once I graduated, um, you know, as much as my parents wanted me to continue and get a master's degree, I didn't want to do that. I didn't have interest in continuing, but I was really happy I did it. Um, We just didn't know where to go. I was with my ex at the time. Didn't want to go back to my hometown because I'm not fond of my hometown. Okay. I'm fond of my childhood and growing up with my family and the small group of friends that I did have, but... My hometown, I had no interest. Do you, do you want to say what, so, what state it's in? Yeah, Modesto, California. I'll oh, it's it. in, okay, California. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, Northern California. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't want to go back Is that where the there. cows are? Yeah. And it smells? Um, parts no. of it. Okay. I mean, not in the part that I grew up, but. But they're known for the cows, right? They're known for agriculture. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Modesto. Okay, so you ended up in, in Vegas. 
just it's to just, get away. Yeah, we heard it was, you know, cheaper and it's fun and it's it's something new and interesting. So this is where we came. And then I learned about, you know, the clubs and bottle service and stuff, which even though I was, I think, 24 at the time, yeah. I had never experienced because I didn't party. I didn't go to bars. Gosh, me neither. I didn't do any of that. Um, but once I heard about it, I was like, oh, that sounds really fun. I can make yeah. a lot of money. I could do this and that. And so then I got into the day club. How is that experience? It just feels like for me, I, I briefly, I had three jobs when I was going to college because I left home really early just yeah. to get out of that situation. And I was living just in the, oh my gosh, a cockroach infested, oh worst dark, you know, curtains and carpet and survival just in survival mode yeah and so i worked at a place called the orchid garden mm -hmm. in orlando as a cocktail waitress and it was treacherous like i wasn't in i mean a bait we had like caught these dresses they uh -huh. were purple and they were kind of like asian inspired but even then the abuse and just people feeling like they had authority to like grab my ass or touch me did you ex do you experience that in that it didn't environment happen too often it definitely happened a few times yeah. but i think people learn by now it's not acceptable and security is pretty strict okay um at least where i worked they were super strict and they always had our back no matter what wow yeah so people weren't taking not too much a few times but i'm sure you've seen you it know. all though because oh my gosh yeah i know my it's funny it's crazy my, my experience my husband came out to do the show and and yeah. we were talking and we could oversee um one of the beaches you know the topless clubs and he yeah. was like you know what are people thinking because not that he's a prude because he's not at all he ran and i go but what are people thinking that you know they're topless but yet like we could see them from the room mm -hmm. on this you know 61st floor i'm like that's the point <laughs> they want to be seen <laughs> do you know yeah. what i mean like they yeah want to be seen but yours was not no 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 that's not no. i was at rehab at hard rock for one year okay that was my first first job in the industry and i just had so much fun and i oh, think it definitely fine. helped me open up and yeah. stop being so shy they have djs there right yeah really yeah do they have uh, dj residencies at those yeah or they switch a they lot? weren't such big djs at rehab but once i moved to wet republic okay. the next year that was That's wild amazing. that was like a whole nother level because for like me music makes anything better tiesto calvin oh harris gosh. aoki like it was really fun okay um it was just a whole new world for me. Cause like I said, I never partied. I never drank. I never smoked. I never did any of that. And so this just kind of opened up this whole new experience. And yeah, it, I had so much fun every weekend and it helped me become more outgoing. Also being with John yes. helped me become more outgoing. He's a very outgoing sure. guy. So yeah. yeah, he's amazing. He was telling me how you met. I think he was mm -hmm. walking by. John is like just a, the He's such a, I can't explain, like, he's he reminds so me, yeah, he reminds <laughs> me of my husband in, in such a way where he is the guy that, um, he would literally give his shirt off his back to anybody. Oh if you're having a bad day, the person you call is John. For sure. It's the same with my husband. I mean, he is one of the smartest, kindest, funniest human beings I have ever met. And I've met a lot of people through yeah. Hollywood and he's so unaffected, right? Yeah. By any experience that he's had in his life. Sorry to be talking about you, John, when you see this. No, um, he's going to love it. But yeah, he, he, you would think, I mean, if anyone deserved to be an asshole, it yeah. would be John Orlando. And he, <laughs> it's just, he's the polar opposite. Yeah. I mean, at any, anytime, and you know, you say his name, people are like, oh my God, he's the coolest guy. He's the yeah. coolest dude. He's and, and I saw that so early and that's yeah. part of what attracted me because he, you know, obviously in the very beginning he told me about himself and I was just like, wow, this guy's, 
he's so friendly and he's yes. so he knows everybody he knows everybody yeah. and he's so sweet like he doesn't seem like the asshole i would expect yes um growing up that way and he just seems so different from all the people that i had met i did live in la for one year and i Oof. in between community college and and ucsd yeah and la i was just like oh i can't do it with these people yeah it's I rough it. i mean nowadays <clears throat> i guess they call it flexing i don't know like on mm -hmm. social media yeah. and stuff but it was just like real life flexing mm -hmm. with these people and it just i i had a hard time finding just friends people that had any substance right right um and i think i think for some reason la draws in a lot of people that um are so insecure yeah and they think that somehow by booking a job or being on a magazine cover that's gonna somehow make them whole yeah and in actuality it just exasperates the problem you know, you're in a constant race for more validation. Oh my gosh. And yeah. at your own, like you you feel good about yourself if you're working and when you're not working, you just feel like you're just a complete piece of shit, which is terrible to put your full validation as a human being on a, you know, a job, especially in the industry, because I mean, it ebbs and flows. It's like yeah. mountains and peaks, you know what I mean? And then like valley, valley, low, low. connections and it's money and it it's yeah. all kinds of other things that I don't know how anyone just go. I mean, I did it. I got on the 10 freeway by myself, drove to California, but I had saved a lot of money. I okay. mean, I took three jobs. And so I don't know how anyone comes out here. Like, you know, we talk, I worked with The Rock on the WWE and he says he had maybe, well, like $200 in his pocket. How did I, make I don't know. How do you even start? Because um, you have to have headshots and you have to um, have gas for a car to go to lots of auditions before you even book anything. Then when you do book something, it can take up to three months to even get paid. It's like, <sighs> right? Yeah. How do you even sort of stuff? But so, yeah. So God bless anyone. But you're in the industry. You're modeling out here. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. I'm not so deep into it. I don't think I have the experience that you do, but... Mostly for, you know, smaller things, the industry jobs or those venues. I've done some modeling for them. I don't them. think you're giving yourself enough credit, Vanessa. <laughs> I think I probably never do. John says I never give myself yes. enough credit. Um, yeah. I mean, I, even like I think about your physique and I was like, I don't want to talk to her about her physique because I know everyone asks <laughs> you about your physique. But look, it's one thing to be in shape. Okay. It's another thing to be in really good shape. And then there's Vanessa level. <laughs> Thank you. So, I mean, how, how do you get, I mean, obviously, look, you're incredibly disciplined with your eating and, but how do you get to that and maintain it? Like for me, I would say, okay, I have an X factor. I know that I'm going to do the cover of such and such magazine, whatever, mm -hmm. um, whether it was Maxim and it's in two weeks. That's your goal. That it's was my goal. It's my motivation. X factor. So mm -hmm. like literally cut out every carb no sugar working out twice a day upping my cardio that whole thing yeah. and I was a lot younger um you maintain it's not like you have consistent jobs that you know but you maintain this how do you do that mentally um I do have to say I think I have really lucky genetics okay. for one thing um but I also just have my entire life I've been an athlete I was a gymnast as a kid. Okay. I was obsessed with PE was my favorite. Like that's where I came alive and I was smiling and I was, I was really happy. Okay. Um, I was very competitive that I loved running and pull-ups and climbing the rope and all that kind of stuff. It just made me feel really good about myself and yeah. gymnastics helped build the foundation of strong muscles. A strong core I think is the base right. of your entire physique. Yeah. Um, and then 
as soon as I quit that, I started weight training and I became really obsessed with that, learning everything I could about it. And I was really into bodybuilding for a few years, tried competing. I did well, but it wasn't, wasn't for me. I don't know what you get out. It's Um, like hard for me, like with bodybuilders, like I don't know how, what people other than sponsorships and stuff, like I didn't know, I don't know the bodybuilding circuit at all or like the WB, that whole thing. Like I never know what comes out of that. Like, do you win money when you don't, huh? No. Yeah. It's just the prestige of having that title in front of your name. Right. Yeah. Right. Got it. Um, You only really win money if you're at the very highest level at like the Olympia. Oh gosh. But at that point, I feel like you put in so much money. Right. It really has to be for like your heart and soul and your personal, you know, sense of accomplishment, which is great if if that works for you. But for me, it wasn't wasn't really enough. But I maintain it for myself just because it makes me happy. It makes me feel good. Makes you feel good. Um, When I look good, I feel good. And I like being strong. I like challenging myself. So. It's also probably being petite. Listen, I love feeling strong and being strong because then it's also like no one can take advantage. Mm -hmm. Not that you're in a situation now because obviously, you know, you're just with a stellar human being as your partner. Um, But I think, yeah, gymnastics was such a great foundation. How long were you, did you do gymnastics? I really only did it for about five years because I didn't start until I was 10, which is really old for a gymnast. Um, but I got in and I started competing pretty quickly and I did really well. Did you ever have a day? Cause I had a day, gosh, I must've been six or seven mm-hmm. and I was in a protege, protege group that was learning really quickly and I was great on everything. Just the balance beam every now and then I just would have this fear. This freeze up. I couldn't, I just would have this fear and, um, he would call out like, okay, what's basically, what's your trick? Mm -hmm. Um, the hardest thing that, that you were doing. And I knew it was backflip and I lied and said back handspring just because I just, I don't know why I felt like I couldn't go backwards without my hands that particular day. And so to punish me, he put me back in like the like beginner class of like two and three year olds doing somersaults like on On the the floor. floor. Yeah. And I just, after that, I was like, okay, I'm done. But yeah, yeah. gymnastics is so hard. Okay, wait, I don't think so you're much pressure in gymnastics. So much pressure. And I think that added to myself, yes. you know, the pressure that I put on myself still to be the very best for sure. and for your body. So mm-hmm. are you, I don't think you may not be old enough. Did you guys ever have to do that Arnold Schwarzenegger competition thing where like you had to do so many pull-ups in a minute and you had to, did you guys have that? I don't remember doing that. Oh no. my gosh. Okay. I'm th- I'm feel like I feel like I'm you when I talk about this story because back in the day, back yeah. in the day of the schoolhouse, <laughs> like Little Red Schoolhouse, um, uh, they had a competition that it was just, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was really trying to inject um, you know, uh, physical fitness mm-hmm. into the school system and you know, eating right. And so they would have this little competition. And so you would have to do as many sit-ups, meaning like, you know, your knees, someone's holding your knees, right. okay, in a minute, and then you had to do pull-ups. Okay, then you, there was a bar where you had to keep your chin yeah. above the bar, and you had to hold it to see who could hold it the longest. Did you do I remember this? stuff like that. I don't remember it being connected to Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's okay. what I don't remember. Okay. But I, I think do he, remember yeah. I was super competitive, Me and I was too. like, I'm going to beat all these boys, and I did. I did, and too. I, I <laughs> won this thing. I literally, my hands were shaking. So happy. <laughs> I they hated me. <laughs> I was turning blue, right? I was like, I don't give a shit. Real I'm not winning. Give up. 
it's the chin up thing and people were like you just won because you don't weigh that much you're small right yeah. your push-ups you're like you're close to the ground I'm like you're yeah. on the ground you're, no, okay, you're on the ground too physics people <laughs> it's I'm like, like so. you're a dude right so you should be you're not a yeah. mac truck i mean it doesn't make any sense you're still pushing up the same yeah. weight really like oh my gosh that's so relatively funny. proportionately it's not proportionately like your arms <laughs> i know yeah. yeah oh my gosh that's yeah crazy um so um so now you're not really doing the wet republic you got out of that yeah, i did get out of that um which I wanted to after 30 anyway, but Corona kind of made oh. that decision for me. Yeah. Um, so I got hired for my fourth year at WET, but we only had one weekend of work and then that was it. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting um, here. I don't know. It's, um, I don't really go into the casinos much because I just fly in to come and do the podcast yeah. and stuff. But um, I don't know. I thought it was getting back to kind of normal, but then this trip, it, it feels seems, weird. Does it? like what seems different for you just not as many people mm -hmm. i felt like it was starting to get back to normal and then when the whole new wave came um it just feels like there just weren't as many people like in the casino or um in the restaurant i don't know just walking around we're not going to the casinos quite as much any i mean john actually he's been playing a lot of poker i haven't okay. been to the casino as much lately yeah. um but i went a few days ago for a birthday at a club and okay. was it packed? You, it was packed maybe it's just because it's i'm i'm well i go to sleep at eight or something <laughs> <laughs> it's too early we didn't go in until midnight so yeah how do you stay awake yeah it was a lot Oh and I goodness. and when I was there, it was crazy packed. The casino was packed too at midnight, and I was thinking about it. I was like, wait, I haven't been inside a club since before Corona, which okay. is crazy. I mean, because I used to work in it, and we would go to outings all the time. So, like for a few years, I was going all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's my gosh, weird. that is yeah. Get it's back like, in there. It seemed normal to me. It seemed. Maybe it's just because I was an early bird and it was like like the early bird special for like the older people like myself. <laughs> and like they're just people, normal people that actually start. I, that is true because I think in Vegas things get started a mm -hmm. lot later than what yeah. I'm accustomed to. Like you start getting ready at 10. Right. Right. To yeah. go out at 11. Yep. And I'm like, where is everyone? <laughs> it's they're like six o'clock. They're all getting ready for dinner at 1030. Oh right. Gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So keeping keeping with your <laughs> physique. I read that you ate breakfast and it made me so happy because <laughs> I wake up and I'm so, I'm like, I really try to intermittent fast, but I wake up so hungry. I'm I, starving every morning. Me too. I mean, I don't eat past like 530. So I know that's probably, I'm fasting regardless, yeah. but, um, oh my gosh, I'm starving in the morning. Starving. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have a crazy strict schedule. I mean, for several years, I was pretty obsessed and I would like time my meals and I would measure. Oh, but that was when I was like learning about nutrition and how, so you're doing how to do all of this. So that. I did all of that. Okay. Um, which I don't believe in doing that long term. Okay. I don't believe in doing that forever, but I'm glad I did because it taught me a lot about my body and what my body specifically needed. Okay. And so now everything is more intuitive and I know that this is kind of the portions that I need and what's going to keep me on track um, and what I can get away with having, you know, little desserts here and there and like normal food, like cereal, which I actually have all the time. Like sugary like cereal? Like normal cereal. Or like, like whole foods cereal. No, like, <laughs> like, like, like Cheerios <gasps> or like great grains or really? Yeah. Yeah. But like with almond milk? Almond milk. Okay. Yeah. Do and you, then, do, and then do you do dairy at all? I don't. Um, ice cream. 
but okay. I don't drink milk. I don't really eat much cheese. Okay. Um, I just don't really like it, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Like if I, you had a whole cheese platter that just would not, that's no, not your thing. It's not my thing, which probably is making my dad cry because he's obsessed with cheese. <laughs> I'm obsessed with cheese. We used to go to Wisconsin, snowmobile, and we would come home with like, I don't know, like three years worth yeah. of cheese. Who's going to eat? frozen cheese my i mean dad we had, had this huge drawer full of cheese he had like books on cheese he had oh. his cheese guy at this one supermarket that like oh he's really serious he's, about he's it he's really serious and like every time i'm like no thanks he's even as he's a kid so you didn't devastated <laughs> don't i'm you, just Vanessa, not you didn't go into art and you're not eating my cheese i know i know <laughs> you're such a disappointment i know <laughs> sorry oh my gosh how but how do you do okay it's pretty so, funny i mean look i have like this whole celiac thing now that i'm oh, no. dealing with which it's fine because look for me food was never um I love cooking it. I mm-hmm. love cooking for people, but I'm not that person. Like I know my mom is, she's incredibly obese. And so when I would watch her eat, even as a child, I it was just almost traumatic. Like really? the giant cheeseburger with like onion stuff hanging out the side. And I was and just, just like- Just seeing it kind of makes Just seeing it made up. me Ugh. feel, and I don't have a bad relationship with food. I, I never had, you know, um, anorexia Disorders or bulimia, no kind. disorder whatsoever. Listen, I like to eat. It's just, I'm not like, oh my gosh, look at that piece of, you know, steak. I don't freak mm-hmm. out about food like a foodie kind of person right. would. Um, but I do, I find myself like sometimes like if I see people just, I don't know, indulge, just being so overindulgent. Um, I do, I don't know. It does kind of make it me. It kind of makes me Is cringe. it the same with yeah. you? Yeah. It's, I'm not trying to be judgy about yeah. it, but I'm just thinking, Gosh, do you understand what you're doing to your body? Yeah. Yeah, I just see the artery clogging before my eyes. And and I'm not even in like the shape that you're in. (laughs) So, yeah. You're still in great shape though. But what about John? Is John on a, do you have to keep him? He works out regularly, but he goes on and off on the good diet, bad diet. Okay. You know, he drinks a lot of soda and we we eat out all the time. So when you're asking about my diet, these days my diet is kind of all over the place. But I think the biggest um, the biggest thing to keep on track is portion control okay. and not going crazy with the dressings or the cheese yeah. or the oils and the extra me, added the fats. Sugar. Like we go out a lot, but I pick, you know, salmon and vegetables and like the healthy things that right. I actually enjoy anyway. Okay. Um, but John, he I likes know. a lot of junk food. He told me he eats like a toddler. He does. Which is interesting. Grilled cheese, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I love chips. I know. If I could order off the kids' menu Pop for the tarts. rest of my life, <laughs> he eats Pop Tarts. Oh, yeah. I love Pop Tarts. He eats them in the evening all the time. I don't even think it's real food. It's, <laughs> it's not. not. It's like plastic, but. But it makes him happy. It makes him happy, so I still buy them for him. It's so funny. At least he's not having to hide food from you like I did mm-hmm. when I was dating someone that was really fit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was no. saying, like, my whole car would smell like peanut butter from the Reese's peanut butter cups that were melting in the, in the, no. the car. I yeah. still buy him his pop tarts and his, uh, Oh my gosh. You know. Yeah. I tried to make homemade pop tarts once that just, they just don't taste the same. Yeah. I feel like there's something be... about the plastic. That's just really delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I know it's super unhealthy, yeah. but look, you have I to usually steal some of it though. If you, you have know. to live a little, wait, yeah. what flavor does he eat? Brown sugar, cinnamon. Oh gosh. That's the best. I like the Oreo, like the white, it's got the cream filling. Oh, it's like white and it's got chocolate on it. I'll have to try that. It tastes like a toasted, like, I don't know, marshmallow without the, it's like marshmallow fluff inside Ooh, of he it. He would love that. Yeah. 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 Mike, I, yeah, I had to get my, my son actually 
um, would be sneaking pop tarts a lot. Yeah. So what I did was I just, um, I told him the story about when I was a child and we had pop tarts that went bad and we were living in, do they go bad? They can go bad. They have an expiration date. <laughs> John's probably eating. <laughs> no, they them. actually go bad. Well, John's probably eating them quick enough that they're not going to yes. go past the expiration yes. date, but I was buying in bulk for whatever reason. I don't know why. Cause I got super busy and I don't go to Costco, but I would buy like on Amazon, you know, and they would mm-hmm. come. I was thinking I was buying just a box of 12 and it was actually 12 boxes of 12 oh my so like right do the math yeah um a lot of pop tarts cherry pop tarts and um but i don't know what happened in florida you get a lot of ants mm-hmm. um and you ha- can't especially in the summer you can't keep a lot of your sweets in the cabinet you have to actually put them in the refrigerator which oh, my, my, my mom didn't do and so i just remember and maybe john will hear this and i'll get him off his pop tart thing um yes, i bit do. into a pop tart and there were ants inside it. So there were ants in my no. on my face. In my no. mouth. It was it was like literally like oh the most disgusting traumatizing. Traumatizing. I didn't eat a Pop Tart for a <laughs> solid twenty years after that. <laughs> Just oh like because I, I mean I wanted one, but every time I looked at it, all I could see were like this disgusting like ants. Feel it on you. You can't. Oh like and they were in my mouth face, yeah. So I was like, okay, at least I'm ready for fear factor if it ever comes back because oh I've already gosh. experienced. Do you yeah. think you could do that show? No, no chance. Okay, because I I was supposed to do this thing, which I, listen, I'll probably just pay the money. Please don't judge me, people. Um, my company is having a thing called Over the Edge and it's to kick off um, the fight against homelessness mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And they want me to basically scale the Hyatt in Universal City Walk, which is a 24-story building. Mm. So they want me to rappel off the side of the Hyatt, right? Not like Motel 6. It's like the Hyatt, <laughs> which is really high. Yeah, I don't... And um, I just... I know all the safety measures would be put in place and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Even if I have to take like a Xanax before I get hooked mm-hmm. in, I'm going to do it because this is really important. It's a great initiative to basically, you know, you know, kick, kick, um, you know, uh, homelessness to, to the curb. And then I'm ready to sign up. And I talked to my friend who did it last year and she's like, I said, how was it? And she said, it was God awful. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't, Maybe don't like, I wish you would tell lie to me. me. <laughs> yeah, don't, maybe don't tell me because it's better for me just to experience it firsthand or whatever. And she goes, no, let me explain to you. I go, no, please don't explain to me. Like it's so, She goes into these horror details of how as she got over the side, she didn't want to go anymore. But then you couldn't go back up. And then she said that like the whole world started spinning. And then she's like, someone said to me, Amy, it's literally a minute and a half you push off the building, you're down to the ground. It's yeah. not, she said it felt like it was two hours of her life. The rope kept getting longer and longer, even though she could. And then it's like, she said, you know, like the floor is lava. Yeah. Like that whole experience, like she felt like she couldn't see the ground. It was like, why? Are, why? Now I feel like, I, so just knowing that about myself, the ants in my mouth, I think fear factor is not in my future. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it. Could you do it? No, I mean, there's some of the stunts I think I could do. Like I... I love roller coasters. I've been skydiving. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, some of those things are fun, but I don't know about scaling yeah. the side of a building. I feel like that's scarier than skydiving. I don't know how, but it just seems scarier to me. Yeah. I just feel like you're just out in the open. I don't know. I know you're strapped um, in, uh, but mostly the food I couldn't do because I'm I really picky. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I know you're not supposed to kill snakes and stuff, but 
I will chop a snake's head off like a <laughs> hot minute. Like if literally any snake comes to me, I don't care if you're poisonous or not. I just don't like you because you don't have legs and something that doesn't have legs it's should not creepy. exist. Yeah. It just uh, shouldn't be. Other than a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. Sorry, you just had to throw that in there. I love, not anti-penis because it doesn't have legs, but just, you know. Just everybody Animal, knows. insect, family, legs like worms i mean when I, I love fishing but someone has to basically put the worm mm. on the hook yeah yeah it's we went fishing the other day and like those things can withstand some shit like they literally i i was fishing and then i don't know 10 minutes later you can it's still squirming on the hook like first of all i punctured you through your heart oh, and makes then you feel bad though you're too. drowning how are you still alive i'm like this is like like this literally wrong he needs to be let go because he's saying like, there's something important that I have to do in life <laughs> <laughs> that I literally am, should be living. I'm a, a proof, right? That you literally have tried to kill me in every way possible. And I still, I know. And I finally just said, I can't let just, yeah. So this is too, told my I husband, feel bad. I feel, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you, you can't kill any no. bugs? No, no. John laughs at me because if there's like a bug in the house, I'll take it outside. Like okay. he will be ready to murder it right there. Anything? Whatever it is. But I... Scorpion? Oh, no, that's a scary one. Yeah. I still don't want to kill it though. Okay. But I don't know. I haven't had any scorpions in the house, but like beetles, spi even spiders. Yeah, spiders. I don't kill I, spiders. Yeah, I always tell my kids, listen, spiders actually are good because they eat other insects right. and other kind of spiders. But... um when you have kids and they're screaming at the yeah. top and they're on the vanity, I don't usually have that. Usually flushing down the toilet and I just hail Mary that they can swim. Oh my god! Like long enough they can get into the, <laughs> get through the pipes. <laughs> oh my like, god! You can do it. As it's yeah. like, like flush it. Like I gotta tell you, we are we were such weird kids. Like we played with bugs all the time. You did? We would play with spiders. Yeah, living in Modesto. I mean, I don't think other kids were like this, but we were super weird. Like sorry, we would Modesto. catch lizards. We would play with spiders and all kinds of snakes. Are you okay with snakes? We had snakes. My brother had pythons. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. And I would hold them. We had a tarantula. My sister and I were super weird. We Wait, had like a tarantula, but it they had taken the poison out of it? Or mm -mm. I don't think it was poisonous, but they do have big fangs. I mean, he was the size of my hand now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think um, I've seen a movie where it got lo loose. So I it got loose in our house once okay. for two weeks. And we found it. My mom found it in the linen closet. But was like it alive? None of, yeah. What does it eat? What do tarantulas eat? They eat crickets. So you had to get live crickets. Yeah. You did you feel bad feeding the live crickets to the Um with the spider, with the tarantula, it wasn't so bad with the okay. crickets, but with my brother's snakes, you it to was feed tough. Them mice, right? I would not uh -huh. I would not do it. I didn't want to even be in the house because you can like I know because yeah, I no. accidentally killed a little mouse once because Awful. in Illinois. So sad. I was getting a hot pad to get something out of the oven and I saw it and my reflexes were so fast that I caught it by its neck in the drawer of where the hot pad, <gasps> it was in the hot pad drawer. And I, I, I think I cried for a whole month solid. No. I just felt so bad yeah. because I didn't mean to kill it. Like, I don't want it in my house, but I don't want to hurt it. So obviously, listen, I'm, I'm clear. I don't know what you call me, but I'm a selective <laughs> person. Cause like, if you have fur, I'm totally cool with mm -hmm. you, except for a tarantula. <laughs> Yeah, and they are pretty furry. Right. It's cute. <laughs> I mean, I okay, thought, so I have to add to my good. list. So, like, if you have no fur, 
and no legs, you probably don't want to come <laughs> across my path. I will stomp your little, yeah, okay. the life out of you. That's where your heart is just like, Mm-mm. done. Yeah. John said you saw a fox the other day, though, we huh? did. Oh, my God. The cutest little thing. It was like, it was probably the size of a cat. Desert the biggest fox? ears. Um, I looked it up because it kind of looked like a fennec fox, yes. but I know that those aren't here. Okay. It's called a uh, kit fox, which oh. looks really similar. They're super cute. My and he daughter kept coming loves. Out. Oh, my God. It was at like three in the morning after, think after it the was club. <laughs> three in the morning. Do you, th- thank God you went to the club. You wouldn't have been able to see the fennel fox. Do you think that it was someone's pet? No, no. Um, could we live right on the mountain. Okay. Um, so we live. Yeah, there's only like two houses behind us, and then there's the mountain. So it came so from it's the just, mountain. Yeah, there's coyotes in our neighborhood. We yeah, hear them. Um, I've seen a bigger gray fox with like a long bushy Ooh. tail. Okay. I've seen him walking on our streets. Um, yeah. And then this little guy was so cute. Yeah, I almost got into a fist Super fight with cute. a bobcat the other day. Like I don't know what it is. That yeah, I don't know when things what come happen? in. Because what happens is I'm I'm because okay. I mean, I know you this do live me. out in. I'm going to psychoanalyze the shit out of myself right now. Okay. Because I couldn't protect myself as a kid. Now I have children. Now, if there's anything that I think could potentially hurt my children or my dogs, I'm going to fight you to the death. I'm not going to just be like, get out of my yard. Like I'm angry. You're in my yard. And now you freaked my children out. I just go racing toward it. Like, let's go. Really? I don't know what it is. And my husband's like, you don't even understand but he said, what's he goes, happening. You, you have just a screw. Like, like he's not being mean. He's like, there's that's wrong. There's something really wrong with you that you're. That's a bobcat. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't think so. I think it's that mer- maternal instinct. instinct. Like, you have to protect your children at all costs. I go toward. I won't go toward danger, like weird stuff. But like, if there's a snake, I literally. I, I don't know. I'm going to find the first thing I can to, to kill. It's just in, in me to take control. Just instant, and, like, I know. Get, remove this threat from my family. I, I gotta find some no, that's good. Animal therapy. Me and killing of animals. <laughs> and Vanessa's over here trying to save them. We're like the polar opposite. I'm like, no, don't hurt it. Oh, my goodness. So, um, so do you ever train people or is it, it's. No, I mean, I. You're not interested in that. No, I'm not. Yeah. I know. I feel. Sometimes I feel like, am I just selfish or lazy i i just don't really enjoy it because i think so many people are starting from day one and i think it's kind of frustrating for me because i was an athlete for so long i've been doing this forever so the patience that you need it's not really there but yeah i see that you but you share on social media i see that you share a lot of your techniques or exercises that you do that you know work for you and i saw you even like kind of like pared it down for a beginner you're like you know if you're gonna do curtsy squats you know what i mean maybe don't go up on a box so in essence you're just giving out free advice which is probably better than paying a trainer yeah i i prefer to do it that way to just like give it to the masses and whoever wants to take it great and if you don't that's fine and i like to help my friends and teach them what i know yeah um that i enjoy but as far as doing it as a business and kind of being responsible for people's expectations of results can be really frustrating because people want to go to this like oh I don't think about that I can imagine like a hairstylist when someone wants to go really dark to blonde people think like you can do it in eight hours one step shop no you gotta come back in two months and then four months and then six months no I tried it have you ever gone light to do I mean I just started just doing balayage just even like a tiny bit of lightning sorry That's just okay. a tiny bit of lightning toward the bottom like yes. it's a long process no i tried to go blonde blonde and i, I was convinced by beverly hills salon that in one take oh. my hair wasn't gonna fall out and i could do it and then it'll destroy your hair oh not only that but it's like you can't get away from baboon ass orange <laughs> that's the color 
right on the chart. Like the Pantheon color is like, it's orange, yeah. like a, like a baboon. And so you have to literally just keep stripping your hair and just killing it to get to the blonde. And then I don't have the patience. So I probably couldn't be a trainer either because I didn't have the patience. I think I sat there eight hours and they're like, you look beautiful. And I was like, I look like I should be on the street corner. I mean, like, I just like, it was <laughs> oh so God. raggedy. Like I look so ratchet. <laughs> right? I was like, so I'm like, do I have a hat in the car? It's like, you know what I mean? It's a terrible mistake. It lasted all of maybe three hours. And then I got like yeah. box, box hair color and then dyed it back dark. And then it was like super black. That, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's exactly <laughs> what I did the first time. Cause I tried doing balayage like three years ago. Okay. I went to two different salons and it just was not right. It was not the right color. It was like all the way up. And I was, oh I just gosh. wanted to at the bottom. Yeah. It was nothing that I asked for. So same thing. I ended up going to box, yeah, do a black, box color. and then it was way too dark. And I'm like, and then now I look at pictures and I'm like, Oh God, that was really harsh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but I, but same it's thing, I don't have the patience to, it's weird. Cause I have patience for, for working out. I have patience for John, for my family, for like, for so many things, um, or the projects that I do, right. I will sit there and like those lines in the front room. The wall that you I, painted. Oh my gosh. It's like a professional. She's literally a professional. The painter. voice You're, helped me. The yeah. But your dad me. as an artist would be, did you show him this yeah. wall? Yeah. They he, love it. He should have been like, oh my gosh. I'll have so to show proud. you his art. It's incredible. I would love, cause my daughter actually is an artist yeah. and, um, she, I keep saying, do, what, what do you want to do with it? Cause I'm trying to figure out her why, mm -hmm. like, obviously, you know, your why, because, you know, keeping fit for yourself and stuff, you've kind of figured that out. That's why you're able to have the patience, right. Yeah. For it. So I'm just trying to figure out like, what type of art does she want to do? Um, because it's just, it's so specific. She's into dragons because mm -hmm. she's re reading wings of fire, this book series now. And so these, it's just, incredible the dragons that she's drawing and so my son and her they're writing a, their first children's book how cute they're 12 which is really adorable and it's it's all about like i always just said look you know just make sure there's a message there's got to be something you know if you if there's a fable or something there has to be some type of symbolism mm -hmm. or some kind of a message and so for them it was um, even if you look different than me, we can still be friends. Mm, how cute. But it's animals. So they're doing like these animals. And I thought, you know, why don't you just draw it yourself? Like don't, you should animate it yeah. and illustrate the book because you're so good at it. But I think the pressure of the backgrounds and stuff, like she kind of like got a little bit hesitant. But yeah, I, I think, I mean, I love that you want them to have the message in the, the book that they're writing. But yeah. for the art, just from my own experience and watching my dad, he honestly doesn't do it for a purpose he doesn't sell them he doesn't put them in galleries like yeah. he puts them in very small shows just every once in a while he's incredible wow. i have to show you after this yeah um he is insanely talented but he just does it because he loves it right just for the pure passion of it but he did sort of turn the love of it into being a professor which is yes. really cool but he spends he will paint. I mean, not anymore. He's older, but for the longest time, he would paint for 10 or 12 hours straight. Like my mom would have to make him stop and eat. That's something. her. She won't eat. She'll get on something. He and will she... be completely consumed. Yeah. And that's the, the patience that I kind of have. Like I had to clean up all those white lines in okay. the front because we had a lot of bleed through yeah. on the tape. And same thing with a wall at my house. Like I will do that, clean it up for like six hours and not realize that six hours has gone by. Oh my gosh, that's focus. So I have focus and patience for certain things right. and very little for others. Well, thank God you have them for John. 
<laughs> I, tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, like, bad tell me about it. Oh my gosh. Well, you're lovely. Thank you. Just lovely. Me too. I mean, I see you, and and you know, obviously, I know I've never seen John happier. Um, and I've known him for a really, really long yeah. time and seen him in, you know, many different situations, businesses and dealing with, you know, publicity and everything. And um, he just he, he glows. I mean, if a man can glow, oh. um, it's it's John's basically showing that. And I know it's really I'm so a, happy to hear that it's a direct reflection really of just, I think, you and the partnership that you guys have and the business that you're building and. You know, I'm so thankful for the both of you for having me in your studio and allowing me I'm to so do. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, something so that... great to finally meet you. I've heard about you for a long time. Thank you. You know, he tells me all the stories. He has he's full of stories. Oh yes. So I've definitely heard. <laughs> he probably is more than me. <laughs> Shockingly, I know. So I so appreciate your time and just you know your honesty with sharing your life with us. And um, hopefully we'll do it again. Yeah, I would love to. All right. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Um, I really appreciate it. As always, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and sit, hit that subscribe button if I can talk. And um, stay tuned for the next one. I've got a little, lot of really great shows coming up and I can't wait to share them with you.